Are you stuck in a comfort zone of moving your body just enough to get through the day? Maybe you're avoiding doing things that trigger pain or discomfort. It may hurt to walk, to bend, or get down on the floor and get back up. Maybe you hurt yourself exercising, or perhaps you've just lost your drive to exercise altogether. If you can identify with these issues, I feel you completely, right? You know that you need to exercise and you want to, but then you don't. And then you beat yourself up for sitting around all weekend, which just makes you feel depressed because you let yourself down again. If that's the case, please stop. Drop the shame and stop blaming yourself because it doesn't empower you in any way. It just creates this dark cloud around your head that's so thick that you can't see a way out. Shaming yourself makes you feel like a failure, right? Like somehow you are broken. When the truth is that is that you are not a failure and you are not broken. You just need to engage in a new plan, a plan that's specific to your needs and where you are right now. So if somewhere along your journey, you slowed down, but you want to incorporate exercise into your life, I want you to stop judging yourself for what you should be doing and instead focus on what you could be doing, right? Just start taking little steps, literally, to get you moving in the right direction. Because if your goal is to thrive, to feel good and age well, movement is your path to freedom. Let's get into it. Welcome to Transform Your Pre-Diabetes, episode number eight. And you are in the right place if you're a woman 50 years and older with pre-diabetes and you're looking for real life sustainable solutions to heal and get your mojo back. And I'm Michelle Gordon Canning, and this is the best part of my day, to be here with you sharing the things that I believe will move the needle for you. And strength training is a big one. You may have listened to my last podcast episode where I talked about finding your strong, how building muscle mass is super important to stabilize your blood sugar, improve your metabolism, and it is the key to living strong and aging well. But for some women, a strength training is a massive leap. You may have listened to that podcast and been like, yeah, right. I can barely get through the day and this chick wants me to strength train. Well, if that's you, if you're not quite ready to strength train or do any sort of exercise for that matter, it's okay. Just take a breath, but you need to start moving. In terms of transforming your health, it's really a non-negotiable. And believe me, I've had my moments. I've had an adversarial relationship with my body for most of my life. I've hated it. And I used exercise excessively to look good on the outside and that never worked. I used it to lose the next 10 pounds for this or the next 20 pounds for that. And essentially, I just ran myself into the ground to the point where I literally just couldn't do anything. It's a very long story. But to suffice it to say, things got way better for me when I just put the focus on feeling better, as I have shared on this podcast before. And the critical lessons that I learned is that exercise should be used for building our strength not losing 10 pounds. It should be used for building our power and our balance, not solely for looking, you know, looking good in our skinny jeans. And it should be used to optimize the function of our body and our metabolism, not to burn off all the high carb foods that we devoured over the weekend. 
exercise and specifically movement is the path to freedom and vitality. And just know your best years are yet to come. So in the meantime, don't let the lack of movement be the thing that holds you back. So then the question is, when you're not ready to strength train or do formal exercise, what do you do in the meantime? Okay, here it is. Just move. And it may be hard to believe how just moving more can have such a tremendous impact on your body. And most of the things that we do nowadays requires very little physical exertion. Everything is automated. We press a button and a door opens. We even have self-propelling floor sweepers. And most of us sit all day at work and then we come home, we order DoorDash, and then we sit right back down. We sit more than ever, especially since this whole COVID thing. And you may have heard this before. If you don't use it, right, you're going to lose it. And this applies to muscle loss. Yes. If you don't use your muscles, they will disappear, no doubt. But when you stop moving, right, your joints, your shoulders, your knees, and your hips, for example, get all locked up and freeze with inactivity. And then when you try to move them and something happens, something pops or you sprain your back and that makes you retreat and it makes you stop. But the answer is not staying still either. Many women 65 and older slow down because mobility and disability issues, right, that they have, and they never recover. And not moving just speeds up the process. Your body is made to be in motion. And one study showed that women who sat for more than 10 hours a day had more chronic knee pain. But besides increasing, you know, the, you know, aches and pains, right? Sedentary behavior increases your risk for high blood pressure, heart disease, certain cancers, and for sure type 2 diabetes, right? It can actually double your risk of getting it. And even if you do exercise a few hours a week, right? It does not offset the effects of sitting around all the time. So what's the best thing that you can do for yourself? It's called NEAT. N-E-A-T which is actually an acronym which stands for Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis, which essentially means when you move, I mean any small movement, it requires energy. And this energy is generated inside your body by burning calories. So NEAT, right, NEAT is all about, you know, the movement that you do during the day that increases your energy expenditure, i.e. your calorie burn. And it's not related to any formal exercise, right? It's a smaller calorie burn. So as you would with regular exercise, you won't be getting your heart rate up and start breathing hard, but it still has a massive effect on your health. So some examples of need are standing, walking, fidgeting, bouncing your legs up and down, tapping your hands on your legs, tapping your feet, doing you know housework, light yard work, even chewing gum. If done on a regular basis, neat activities can actually, you know, double your overall daily calorie burn, which is huge. Now, people think that the most important thing is to get the calorie burn from intense exercise. But if you think about it, it's only one moment of your day. And what you do during the other times is just as important. And as a pre-diabetic, as a pre-diabetic, neat activities plays a big part in your metabolism. You know, blood sugar stabilization is key. 
And studies show that those who have a very low energy expenditure, meaning they sit around more than they move, have more belly fat and are at increased risk for getting diabetes. Even if you can just move more, right? Just one to two hours a day can and increase some of your you know, light activities. You can change the trajectory of your health in like three months. Just interrupt your stillness with like very light, you know, activity for a minute or two. And then try making it a rule to never be still for more than an hour. And you could set an alarm on your phone just to ping you every hour. And at the very least, right, stomp your feet up, you know, on the floor, up and down for a minute or two, right? Tap your hands on your lap. And sometimes I'll swivel my chair back and forth when I'm at my desk or stand up and stretch. And if you have a stand-up desk at work, right, start using it a little throughout the day. Stand up every time you answer your cell phone and perhaps shift your body weight from side to side. Oftentimes when I'm at home, you know, chatting with a friend, I will pop my earbuds in and I'll do chores at the same time. And when I'm done, I will actually have gotten some stuff done. I try to always do housework standing up when you can, such as folding clothes, for example. All right. So once you have the foundation of standing more, start going for walks every day. Even better, get outside in the sunlight during the day, which can actually help you to sleep better at night. Now start taking the stairs whenever you can. You know, just take one flight, right? And then work your way up from there. Do some leisurely walking with friends at work, right? Walk to a coworker's desk instead of email or texting, right? I definitely have to do better with that. And if you aren't motivated to walk, right, then I want you to start with something just super easy, right? Perhaps just stand up and march in place. Or I usually tell my client clients, open the door, walk away from your house for five minutes, and then turn around and walk back. That's a perfect 10 minute walk, right? Do that for a week and then increase your time by a few minutes every week. And remember, we are talking light activity here. As my running coach, Alfonso, used to say, and mind you, he was in his 60s and he ran like a cheetah, a coach would say, it's not how fast you go. It's the time on your feet. And that's what I want you to focus on. Just spend a little bit more time on your feet every day, moving in space, right? And use your body more whenever you can and focus on strength. And you will be amazed at how much stronger you will become. So if you have a Fitbit or some other counting device, like in your phone, you'll want to work up to a minimum of 4,000 steps and then over time work up to about 7,000. While 10,000 steps is great and everybody talks about getting their 10,000 steps a day, don't put that pressure on yourself. In a women's health study, it demonstrated that women took like 4,000 steps, lowered their overall mortality by 30%. And in other research, adults taking at least 7,000 steps a day have a 50 to 70% lower risk of mortality. And the kicker is, is that there is no significant benefit in those who took more than 10,000 steps a day. The bottom line is to just focus on getting above 4,000 steps to start and then progress to 7,000 when you're ready. So do more non-strenuous activity every day. And if you think about it, it really doesn't take much effort. 
But if you, re- but if you feel you know, too tired, right, to walk or move, I want you to consider the reason that you feel tired is not because you're lazy, right? Physiologically, the cells in your body that generate energy tend to decrease over time with inactivity, which can make you feel more tired. So in order to build up these little energy generating cells, you have to move more, right? Give them a little boost. And you're going to also want to make sure that your lack of energy isn't due to your thyroid. You want to make sure that you're not anemic and get your B12 checked. In other words, check with your doctor to make sure that nothing else is zapping your energy. And depression is another thing that can block your drive to move. It can make you feel tired. If you can just stand doing, you know, 10 minute walk every day outside in nature, it can really boost your mood. Also, gentle yoga and Tai Chi are two modalities that not only get you moving, right, but they can really relax your mind and your body. And nowadays, these can be done in the privacy of your own home. There's so many online platforms for yoga right now, even yoga in a chair. Doing five to 10 minutes of gentle yoga in the morning and or at night is a great place to start. So what do you do when you have pain issues, right? Issues that are literally keeping you trapped like a prisoner in your own body, right? You really want to incorporate exercise into your life, but when you try to move, it hurts. So in anticipation of that, of the pain, it makes you not want to do it. And then you feel doomed, Something is off here and taking Tylenol and Mutrin every day to sleep or make it through the day is just masking a problem that isn't going to just get better on its own. So start to tune in, right? Listen to what your body is trying to tell you. There's something that needs to heal and certain conditions can make moving more difficult. But the truth is, is that you can work around most problems. I will frequently refer my patients to work with a physical therapist to design a program to strengthen the weaknesses in their body. So if you have a lot of back pain, you may have a weak core, which is super common. And so you need to strengthen that. And when I trained clients who had knee pain, the first fix was, you know, getting proper footwear. I used to get horrible shin splints with running, but as soon as I got fitted with the right running shoes, it totally went away. The next thing we would do is get to work on strengthening their butt muscles, their gluteus muscles, which help to align their knees better. It's super important to make sure that your body is prepared for the demands of exercise. If you've had pain issues or if you, you've injured yourself with exercise in the past, it's probably because you were doing the exercise on top of a weak foundation. A trained professional can help you to identify your weak areas and then show you how to strengthen them. I've personally worked with chiropractors too, which has been awesome, right? I had this one chiro who would actually give me a massage to work out some of the knots I had, and it was amazing. So you need to learn to work around your issues. So if you have had knee surgery, for example, you can totally work on your upper body and core strength while you rehabilitate your knee. So just don't, you know, I don't want you to have this all or nothing mindset, which is really common because believe me, doing a little something helps a lot. 
and doing nothing speeds up your debility as you age. Uh, so then there's like pain management specialists, right? And when I bring this up with my patients, they're like, no, 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 I don't want to take any more drugs. And you don't necessarily have to. They have non-pharmaceutical modalities that they you know, can use that can really help. Remember, moving your body is non-negotiable. It's just like bathing or brushing your teeth. It has to be something that you do on a daily basis. So it's important to seek out the help of professionals so that you can make that happen. They can help get your body ready for exercise, right? Get your body, you know, ready and work out all the kinks so that you can feel confident about starting again. I really hope that this episode has given you some new insights into the power of movement for your immediate health and longevity. It is really the key to maintaining your independence and control over your own life. And that's what I want for you. Movement is your path to freedom. So start to increase your neat activities. And if you have pain issues that are holding you back, seek the help of physical therapists and other trained professionals. The most important thing is to just get your body in motion. You are building the stamina, essentially the foundation that will help you do the harder things in the future and live the life you love. So thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. And please be sure to share it with other women if you think it might be helpful for them. Until next time, keep it moving and have a transformational day.